Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. I hope you'll listen to our past podcast conversations, and if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcasts, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. My new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, is now available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and any online book retailer you prefer. Check out Drive Your Career today. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals and families, businesses, nonprofits, commercial real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you are looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. I'm really excited to introduce our guest today. Jeff Spahn is a pioneer in leadership, forging a new evolved theory and practice of leading that meets today's challenges and opportunities. With more than 20 years at the helm of Leading Leaders Incorporated, Jeff has drawn on on his hands-on research and business leadership expertise to develop a proven process that transforms complexity into innovation and optimal business outcomes. He inspires leaders to move beyond the industrial age concept of collaboration, reimagine traditional leadership hierarchies, and embrace an innovative process for leading and following at the same time in the same action. Jeff is also the author of the new book, We the Leader, Build a Team of Equals Who All Lead and Follow to Drive Creativity and Innovation. And we are thrilled to have Jeff as a guest on Be Brave at Work today. How are you, Jeff? I'm here. I'm uh, doing really well, and I'm feeling brave. So uh, great, yeah, <laughs> perfect for our discussion. So I did a light intro of you, and I think our listeners would love to hear a little bit more about your background and also how you are currently interacting in the marketplace. Certainly. Well, my background: uh, when I was 16 years old in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountain, I had a athletic experience that gave my life a new trajectory. And in that, our team experienced a collective flow that was beyond our imagination and even our capability. And from that experience, I began to ask, what made that happen? And not just what made it happen, but how can I, not at 16, a few years later, how can I... um, live that way and bring that kind of dynamic of getting into the zone, being into the flow, finding the groove, not once in a while, but on a consistent basis. And that question has driven my life forward uh, into and beyond this day. Well, I love the aspect of curiosity, right? When we're curious about why something happened or the reasons that something unfolded the way that it did, the answer sometimes can be life-altering, and it sounds like that happened to you. Exactly, exactly. Uh, the 
it, it was it was uh, a spectacular event. It ha- it had otherworldly dimensions to it in a steel town along the Ohio River, and I find that very fascinating. And from there, as I began to ask the question and live into the question, uh, I found myself um, in Second City enrolled in Second City here, the improv, what I call the improv capital of the world, that might be overstated, but uh, Second City is a prominent improv theater. And I went several layers into their process. And I really, I heard people there talking, the instructors would say, follow the follower. And I was like, follow the follower. That's like leading the leader. It's just said a different way. And I found that experience exhilarating and excruciating. And when it worked, wow, it just felt so alive. And when it didn't, whoa, I want to disappear. And that has been a, it was a pivotal experience that has shaped my, my own thinking and practice. Well, I think you are the first Second City uh, alumni that we've had on our podcast. So we're thrilled to have you here. Yes. I'm thrilled to be here. So tell us a little bit about your practice, uh, Leading Leaders Incorporated. What kind of work do you do in the marketplace? Well, I I provide executive coaching. Uh, Often that's how we get started, uh, having six to eight months of working together and getting acquainted. And often from there, I'm invited to one's executive team and then have a series of of uh, experiences to build that capacity for consistent collective flow over a period of a few months, depending upon the situation and the readiness of the group. I enjoy, I love doing these podcasts and I enjoy uh, speaking in person and uh, I'll be doing some of that in, in Cleveland, Ohio in a couple of weeks. Fantastic. And how about your new book, we, the leader, build a team of equals who all lead and follow to drive creativity and innovation. That sounds a little bit like uh, leading the leader, uh, the model that you uh, saw at Second City. Can you tell us a little bit about your book? Yeah, I'd love to. We, the leader, is an operating system for creating conditions for collective flow. And within that operating system, There is the practice of diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's inherent, it's organic to the system itself. And so not just having a a side of training, which is very important around conscious, unconscious bias, this helps bring what is learned and taught and experienced in that training into the DNA of an organization or a company, uh, making it organic and building those habits week after week together. We best build habits together when we hold each other, we agree upon habits we want to build and we hold each other accountable. Well, it sounds as though this is a somewhat non-hierarchical operating system. Well, okay. It starts from that base. And because that sense of equality and different and vitality and the egalitarian nature of that releases a level of energy that is often not released in a hierarchy. At the same time, Ed, the hierarchy is necessary. 
because if we only have the energy, it can result in chaos and flood. And so we need some structure with that. And in We the Leader, I outline what that structure looks like in terms, particularly in terms of a decision-making process that at once enables and releases collective flow and, and creates that structure that is vital and necessary to make decisions, to make timely, wise decisions uh, so that the organization and the teams keep going forward. One of the reasons that people are not brave at work, Jeff, is oftentimes hierarchy. Yes. But I'm uncomfortable saying something to my boss or my boss's boss because right. of the level. We might be, we might have a good relationship, but because of the level, I'm just wondering, you know, what thoughts you might have uh, either in the operating system that you talk about in your book or the hierarchical yeah. operating system. Any ideas or thoughts that people might think about? to be braver at work or and say what needs to be say said or do what needs to be done you know more effectively right that's a great question and uh, i i want to share an experience i had uh, with the team and this is a a, a a progressive but a traditional company i was working with with a top executive team and we were, we were introducing this practice and a key component of the practice is me the leader. That's where the diversity comes in because we're all unique and different and we have a vital perspective. And in the book, we talk about, okay, boss yourself. Here are the steps for bossing yourself on a consistent basis. And when we learn that as a team, then we reinforce this notion of being brave. And I'll never forget the time the senior executive called me on a Friday afternoon around three o'clock and was just giddy and excited because a junior person on the team took issue with him and took clear issue with him to the point in which he changed his mind. And he was excited about that and that excitement and and gratitude enables and inspires that bravery at work over and over again. And so a leader can inspire the bravery by having the mindset that, wow, we need the diversity. And then the diversity, it's not about conflict. It's about what we can create from our differences. Well, all of us love it when a client calls us giddy. <laughs> happy yeah. about uh, interactions that we've had. So you've talked about two things I want to go back to. Yeah. You know, one is this concept of boss yourself. Can you tell us a little bit more uh, what you mean by that? Right. So that's in the context of me, the leader. So how do I lead my own life? And I've broken it down to this acronym, BOSS, B-O-S-S. So we lead our own life by avoiding the pitfall of reactivity. And once we notice, ooh, I'm in this reactive state, we can take that deep breath. As simple as it is, athletes, entertainers know the importance of taking a deep breath and getting themselves present right here in the moment. The next step is an O for observe. And one observes themselves and the situation while suspending judgment 
and suspending certainty. And then the first S is select to select. Realize in every moment I have a choice as to how I'm going to show up. And then the second S, select. Decide how you're going to show up. Choose curiosity. Choose gratitude. Choose to trust. And and as that is built, again, within the context of a group or a team, lives can change rather quickly. Uh, It's much different than trying to do that on your own. Well, I love this model, Jeff, and it sounds similar to, and maybe it's meant to be reflective of psychological safety, which is something a leader needs to create in the workplace. Employees can't necessarily create it if the boss or team leader doesn't honor it. But this idea of psychological safety, where people can be who they want to be professionally and respectfully, of course, in order to give each other meaningful feedback, to observe things that are going well, not going well, telling a boss something that they need to hear, even if it's hard for them to hear, exactly. and not fear, right? Not fear that you're going to get your head bitten off because you shared something with the boss that might be challenging for them to hear. Right. Yes, that's right. Uh, it's right in that same arena. There's so many different ways to describe it. But it, and we, the leader, we talk about leading yourself. And only you can lead you. Nobody else has your experience, has your DNA, has the cells in your body, and has your perspective. So no one else can lead you, really. Only you can lead yourself. And that requires often saying what you think and feel in the moment over and over again and providing an environment for the team, for the organization to do that on a consistent basis provides the fuel for consistent collective flow. It also sounds as though what you're describing has to do with self-awareness, which is this ability to know yourself better than anyone, know your strengths, know your areas of opportunities, look for ways to demonstrate your strengths and look for ways to close or minimize your areas of opportunity in ways that embrace and bring other members of the team together, not alienate them. But as you think, I think as you're describing, we lead, right? We, we lead yeah. together. Right. Not that we're all leaders because there is hierarchy in order to maintain structure, but uh, you know, we should all treat each other equally, treat each other with respect and manage whatever it is that we're managing as clearly and as effectively as possible. Yes. One thing I'd like to add to that, maybe challenge a little bit, is the idea of us all being leaders. Now, certainly in the context of a hierarchy, we're not all leaders. But when we look at an organization, everyone is a leader of their own life. And in that sense, everyone's a leader. And increasingly within organizations, Cross-functional teams are happening more and more and more to to address the complexity of today's world and the the challenges that are there. And so everyone, one way to think about an organization is a group of people, uh, a community of leaders who are leading their own lives together. And with that is inherent within that is the capacity, the necessity of being brave from oneself and in an environment for people to be brave. Well, this is such a key point for our listeners to hear, which is the need for a leader or leaders to ensure they create an environment 
or bravery and other types of behaviors, navigating conflict, being candid with each other is welcome. Yeah. And of course, you always do it respectfully and professionally, but is welcome in order to help the team grow, right? You can't grow and evolve and address issues if nobody's talking about them. Exactly. And a couple of ways a leader can do that is one, mentally look for, welcome, wait for differences to appear. Because out of our differences, we create something new. And then to listen, to practice active listening, right? To reflect back what you hear, even though internally you might be having a reaction to it. And that's where you boss yourself. And then you choose to listen, to reflect back what you don't want to hear. Wow. For a leader to do that consistently within a team, take some inner awareness and not self-knowledge and self-leadership. And as she or he does that on a consistent basis, people step up, they lead themselves, they, they become braver. Well, I think that's such an important perspective as well, which is consistency, that this isn't a one-time activity you do and then expect everybody to follow you no matter what happens, that this is a recurring, consistent behavior you demonstrate not only to show others that it can be done, but to role model it so that others know that it is okay to behave this way because the leader is behaving this way. Lots of people like to emulate or follow how the leader's behaving, good or bad. And uh, I think this is a great behavior that people can copy or replicate in order to make great progress. Yeah, for sure. And one of the the foundational in in the diagram or the flow chart of collective flow the foundation is a concept we call consilience it's taken from evolutionary biology and it basically means the jumping together of opposite energies to create something new that's the evolutionary impulse of life it's the evolutionary impulse of creativity and innovation and so that's, this is part of the mindset of the we, the leader. Wow, our differences aren't a power struggle unless we let them. Our differences over and over are opportunities to create. And, and with that framework and that agreement uh, among the team and among, uh, within the organization, innovation blossoms. Uh, bravery is expected. Um, and and uh, innovation uh, moves forward. Jeff, just for our listeners, can you remind us what the four words are that boss? Yes, be happy to. Boss, breathe. As simple as taking a deep breath. There's more to that, but it's as simple as taking the deep breath. Oh, observe. Observe yourself, your own inner state, your own conversation, your own feelings in the moment. And then select to select, remind yourself that I always have a choice how I show up, even though it might feel terrible and impossible. I always have a choice of how I'm going to show up. That's the select to select. And then the second S is select. Choose how you're going to show up. Oh, wow, I'm going to choose gratitude, even though I may not feel like it right now. I'm going to choose to listen, even though I feel threatened. I'm going to choose 
uh, to trust, even though I'm I'm inclined not to. And and that's the that's the the power of leading one's own life. Well, I think it's a very powerful acronym. And if we have you back on at some point, we could spend all of our time talking about choice, because I think many leaders don't recognize or forget or don't realize the ability they have to choose how they are seen, how they interact, how they lead. They just do and act in certain ways. And sometimes it's great and sometimes it's not. Jeff, thank you so much for your time today, sharing your concepts and learnings. What is a great way that people can reach you if they'd like to hear more about the work that you're doing? WeTheLeader.com. www.wetheleader.com. Great. It doesn't get any simpler than that. There it is. Jeff, thank you so much again for your time today. Thank you, Ed. I've really enjoyed it. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. And we hope you join us on our next podcast conversation as we further explore being brave at work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at bebraveatwork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on multiple online platforms. We are everywhere. Our podcast today was sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies, whom you can reach at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. And a reminder to check out my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Own Success, which is available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio everywhere online. Do you have something to say, yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do, yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.